the Black Swarm Podcast, baby. We're raw. And welcome to another McKinley Week edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Piper with Rob Antonell. And tonight we have another very special guest, former All-Ohio Center and offensive coordinator for the Madison Tigers, Joe Studer. How you doing tonight? Fine, great. Glad to be here. Pete McKinley. Don't sound too enthusiastic yes, now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are presented by, right up top here, Ground Zero MMA. If you're looking for any kind of a fighting gym, mixed martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, yoga, any sort of private one-on-one lessons or stuff for the kids, Hit them up at 133 First Street Northeast, 44646. That's across from Mass and Transmission and Chloe's Diner. Or if you don't want to go in, you want to check them out, see what they're about on the computer. That's at GroundZeroMMA.com, Ground Zero Mixed Martial Arts on Facebook, or GZ underscore MMA on Instagram. Big shout out to those guys. Uh, you know, don't get uh, too much money flowing in on this podcast. And it's nice to have a sponsor. We appreciate you, fellas. And all the listeners there, all tens of you, go head on down there, check them out. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into it. You know, McKinley week, uh, another year's come and gone. How are we feeling about the season so far? Well, I tell you, I think uh, I think we've played pretty doggone good. I mean, defensively, I think we've been fantastic. Offensively, I don't. Uh, we haven't played our best game by far, I don't think. I think we can play more consistently you know we've uh, hit the big plays at big times and this but i don't i think i think we could really come out and see this team really gel on offense is what i'm hoping happens yeah um i think that's what that's been a big talking point around here for the last few weeks uh that's definitely something we're hoping for too um another big talking point has been the week nine the bye week mm-hmm. um from your perspective as a player and a coach, what do you think of having a bye essentially going into the McKinley game? Well, I, you know, things are so much different now with the playoffs being so long. I really think that it was uh, probably, we're probably one of maybe three places, four places that can afford to do it to just lose a gate, you know, in the first place. But I think it's fantastic for us. I mean, we get extra time you start prepping for McKinley you work the young kids for a whole week and you know I think it you know instead of playing uh, somebody really really tough in the ninth week <laughs> you're healing up and, and that's a long stretch I just really for the kids to go that long I mean it uh, get me into that you know everybody gets in 16 teams thing and I'm just totally against it I mean eight's plenty Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you should earn your right to be in. You know, it's not about everybody getting a T-shirt or a trophy. And, you know, I think still at eight, you're going to have teams that are five and four. Yeah. yeah. You know, going in to see if they can make it or not. You know, who gets rewarded for that? Uh, the OHSA does. They get a little bit of extra money from uh, ticket sales that way. But uh, 
That's a different talking point. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. I'm getting off the subject already. Uh, no, no. I, I wanted to bring it up and then shut it down. But uh, no, but if you didn't know, it's just a gets all of the ticket sales for every playoff game. The team, oh, yeah. the teams don't get any of it. Apparently, you might get like $1 if you do it online or something. I don't know. But OHSA gets a lot of money from playoffs, and now there's oh, more yeah, playoff that's, games. That's what it's all about. Uh, They've taken that to new levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, so, talking about that bye week, uh, you say that you liked it. It's a nice little break uh, for the kids, and I, I like that concept of it as well. From, from a coaching standpoint, especially going into McKinley, how would you have treated last week, you know, with the varsity players? Would it be any different than a normal week? Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think you would uh, adjust enough. Now, I, don't, I don't know what Coach Moore did, but there's how they handled it. But I would think you would adjust it enough where there would be a little more emphasis on the JV guys that were going to play Friday, not to say the ones weren't going to get their reps and do things. Mm-hmm. I think everything was probably just trimmed down as far as minutes for what the ones did and yeah. upgraded for the for the JV guys. I would think that's how I would handle it. You don't want to grind your ones, but you want to get them introduced to the game plan for McKinley and, you know, start more reps you get, the better it should be. Uh, do you think with that extra time you have more time to install stuff, like new looks, new plays, whatever, for McKinley? Or do you think it, you know – your week 10 in the season, you want to just kind of game plan it like you would every other week, take it, you know, just don't add too much, only add what you would for any other opponent. I I, I would think that by now they've probably got half a dozen plays that they've never shown in a game that they've been practicing all year for McKinley, and they've been able to keep them in their pocket. And now they're just fine-tuning them, but they've probably thrown them into the script, mm-hmm. you know. Might not every week, but remember these two, we ran in August, week two, here we go, they're in this week, and then you don't run them, but you practice them. And uh, I'm sure they've got that. I would I would really be surprised if they're putting something in and running it for the first time, even with the bye week. You know, it's consistency. They're kids, you know, and you, it's hard to introduce stuff and – change a lot week to week mm-hmm. it's always my belief get better at what you do you know what are your thoughts on having certain plays and saving it for opponents versus getting like live reps against a different team that hasn't seen it before well i i, I think you're going to do that with your bread and butter stuff you know i mean you're going to practice your bread and butter stuff all the time every week every day <laughs> you know but uh you know, and there's some stuff, I think, anymore, it's more formation. And a lot of people with run a whole bunch of formations, but run the same eight plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if... Uh, I, I like that theory myself, you know. Just keep getting good at what you do and, you know, find out who the better team is. Yeah. You know. Yeah, something that you kind of brought up there that was going to be my next question anyway. Uh, <clears throat> as a coach, when do you start kind of preparing for McKinley? I know a lot of the times, especially like when we played, McKinley Week didn't start until McKinley Week. Right. But there may have been some things we were doing the week before, two weeks before, 
mm-hmm. that we were told was for that week, but in, right. re- in reality, it was just extra reps for McKinley. Mm. Uh, are you gauging it throughout the year? The more McKinley film you see, the more you're adding throughout the year, or is it kind of just a week nine or even that, not until week that 10 That could thing? go a whole different direction, too, because the video from when I coached, to now is it's so more accessible yeah i mean we didn't have uh, people held on to the <coughs> tape and you didn't see mckinley tape floating around you know you might catch them on tv or something and video it <laughs> you know have to yeah. tape it at home mm-hmm. but uh so that makes it all different thing I, I know we would really break down the game hard for the last couple of years you'd have your files and you'd have things and maybe we have a couple of things that we put in right away and just save, you know, knowing that. And nobody really knows what you're doing. And that, if you do play a team with the, with the same defense, you know, that you're expecting McKinley to play during the season, you can pull them folders out mm-hmm. too. And what do you want to show? What don't you want to show? Because that would be, a, you know, great practice week for you for McKinley without saying anything, you know. <laughs> Um, I I had something. And when I it comes it. to scheduling Thank opponents, you, <laughs> uh, is you just got to dive in what they just brought up. Uh, I don't know if you had a big hand in who Maslin may have played while you were there, but maybe you heard about some of the ideas or you have your own opinions on it. Um, would you look at certain opponents that might have a similar makeup or similar style as McKinley or a, another big opponent? So you can try to add that in there specifically for I that reason? I think once you got somebody nailed down to where they're actually serious going to talk about playing us, yeah, that's the first step. You got to find That's somebody. hard enough, right? That, yeah, that's the major battle. You find somebody who says, yeah, we're game. You know, you don't really care what they're playing because we've got a game. Unless you've got a couple, you know, over the same day. But usually in our situation, being independent, yeah. we gotta we got to take what we can get for the most part. You know, so it kind of eliminates that down. You know, I don't know how many options we really have <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to get that far down. In the, I think we got to take whoever wants to play us. Yeah. Um, on the subject of scheduling games, we talked about you know a few weeks ago our ideal mass on schedule, and a lot of people had ideas. I think a lot of the common themes throughout it was. You want a really strong team early, like an Eds, a Moeller, something like that, to gauge where you're at. What do you think about you know opening the season with a team like Moeller versus getting a couple games in and then seeing them maybe week three or four? Well, again, I think it comes down to timing. You know, we've got Glen Oak and Warren been kind of pretty much scheduled in two and three, and they got that, and that kind of eliminates that. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, Fitch has been kind of been flexible over the years. You know, we usually played them six or seven. I think it's moved up a little bit now. But uh, that plays into it, too, you know. I don't mind playing in the first game. I don't mind that. I mean, it's it's a, it's a teaches you how to battle right off the bat. You know what I mean? I mean, you're going to go out and go out against the best. So, you know, if you're all that, show up. You know, and then I think that's... That doesn't uh, – I don't mind it. Uh-huh. Now, would I rather play them if I had my druthers? I, I'd rather play one week five and not the other one. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, 
but it's just so hard. I, I wouldn't want that job trying to schedule. I can't imagine the hours it has to go into it to make it work. So, as a, in this kind of, I'll bring it back around to that question, but as your perspective as a former player and a coach, um, how much does the team, offense, defense, whatever, change from week one to midseason to week 10? Because, you know, week one, we're of the opinion you you have an idea of who you want to be, and then you get punched in the mouth. You start to have to figure stuff out, what works, what doesn't. So, like, what's the, you know, how different is the team really from week one to midseason to end of the season? Well, as a coach, you want consistency, but it is different. And injuries, too, you got to mention them because they can change things in a hurry. But, uh, yeah, you'd like to think that you're going to be able to develop some consistency and have an identity and, you know, going, but, it, you know, it always doesn't go that way. You know, there's a lot of obstacles, a lot of things thrown at you, and, you know, it can – uh, it can be real successful, but I think you know going in, you got to have your base. You know, you got to have your go-to's, and you know that—that's part of being a program now. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at our program now. How many times uh, will an offensive lineman, if he starts in the seventh grade, how many times will he pull and run power by the time he gets to the high school? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's the continuity. You know, and that goes a long way. You know, and I, I think you just got to base it on your foundation and your personnel is going to change every year, you know, and find ways to get the playmakers the ball with using your, you know, principles. Mm-hmm. So it's going to change every, it's going to change every week. You know, the thing in high school football too, in college football, you're going to say this, you're going to see the same Coverage is more or less. And in high school football, a lot of times, at least especially back when I coached, you didn't know what they were going to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From week to week. You know, you play, you know, an Akron book, and they're going to bring eight guys up there and play man-to-man. And, you know, they've never heard of cover two or cover four. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's man-to-man. You got 26, brother. Go get him. You know? <laughs> I mean, and they come at you. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you play some teams, uh, Ignatius or somebody, you know where they're going to be at because they're going to be consistent with what they do. And, you know, so it's a lot different, I think, at the high school level. I don't think so much more now at the high school level. I think the coaching and everything is is so much better now, I think, on a consistent level. Mm-hmm. You know, you got better all-around coaches everywhere, I think, than what you had then. Kind of on that subject, though, we've played a lot of teams that I guess on paper we kind of outclass, and then at least defensively they'll scrap their whole playbook and just throw junk at us. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think the big one this year was Mansfield. They were just a standard 3-4, cover 4 team, and then they came out and ran this, this 6-1 front in cover 3, cover 4 that – New We've England, never seen. yeah, that New England used against the Rams in the Super Bowl, and that they never never showed on film before. Mm. Um, how how did they make out? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do, man. Um, but did you guys see anything like that back when you played or coached? Or I I could remember some games over the years where you know they would have. Uh, 
you know, different teams, they'd bring eight guys up there and nobody's in the stands. I always called it the fourth street defense. Like we were, you know, playing tag football and <laughs> the thing. Everybody lined up on line of scrimmage and, you know, you'd see things like that in high school, but not very often. And then you don't anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, it, it's a week-to-week process. and I think it's more defensively now to, you know, making the small adjustments if you're going to see a heavy run team or, you know, teams will throw the ball 50 times now. You know, we've never seen that back then. Mm-hmm. You know. How Defense, do- whole different animal now <laughs> compared to stopping the run, the power eye, and, you know. How does the challenges of being a coach change when you have a relatively young team like Maslin does this year compared to like what it might be next year when you have a lot of people returning? Well, I think there's a standard, you know, and I don't think that deviates. You know, you show up, you work your butt off and uh, compete for a position and uh the guys around you are going to make you better, and you got to make them better. It all, you know, it's all part of the tradition and what they're buying into, and you know that's what they're signing up for. So, uh, I I think uh, that's a, just a growing thing. Again, back to the tradition and back with having that stability to coach more. It's brought uh, him bringing in massing guys to coach the kids. I mean, that's all paying dividends now we haven't been dynamite on offense this year but you know what here we are we're going to mckinley game we lost the number one team in the state and beat the other one (laughs) you know what i mean so that's bottom line you know and i think it has a lot to do that we got so much consistency now coming up through the program you know it's a big difference is that something you guys had back you know back in the day uh, when you played and coached, like, what was the, you don't want to say feeder system, but, you know, like the junior high, the middle school, was that all, like, one big umbrella that, like, fed up to Maslin to the high school, or was it its own little stuff? I think that- more so, uh, I remember back when I was, you know, it was absolutely that, you know, with the three mm-hmm. junior highs then which was seven through nine, so you didn't even get to the high school till you were a sophomore. And uh, it really made for a competitive situation, though, having three junior highs and, uh, you know, who's going to be city champs was a big deal when you were a freshman. You know, it wasn't like... And we still played some outside opponents, played Alliance, I remember, and I don't... You know, we played some Youngstown teams still, but uh, the big... We play each other twice, <laughs> you know. So home and or play up the old where the high school is now, mm-hmm. the old practice field. That's where we'd play. <laughs> Whole different world. Yeah, but even in the nineties, uh, you know, we were going through the transition when I came in and moving from in ninety one, moving from the old high school to the new high school, and uh, that was really. You know, when you really had to make different plans. You know, there was no more three uh, middle school or junior highs, you know, and everything switched then. So there was a lot of work going into into that, restaffing and, you know, your scheduling's all, you know, 
different now. So, yeah, definitely different times. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, when all of that happened, uh, I mean, I know in general, like Maslin has not been growing population wise. The schools have gotten a little bit smaller. Uh, what do you think the biggest noticeable aspect of that would be from going from three junior highs to two middle schools to now one middle school? Well, I think you, you lost some, but I think it's long gone. But I think when it first happened, I think you lost some of the competitive juices for them guys as they were coming up now, you know. Uh, you know, the freshman team now, there's no rivalries and nothing. And you had to bring all the kids together. Cause there was some, that was some strong east side, west side, you know, stuff going on back in, and uh, so that was a challenge. I think scheduling, like I said, was uh, going to be all different and bring them together. But I think in the long run, I mean, we're way better off now. You know, uh, you know, those kids get to play together so much longer. You know, and and the way the times have changed, not as many young people want to play. You know, so condensing from three to one was probably pretty good timing, you know, to still get enough people to, you know, fill all the positions and have some depth and everything. I really don't have any kind of follow-up to that one. Uh, I'm just flailing for any sort of conversation right now. Talking about it before, I – it's – Interview mode is like you're just like listening for the next thing to bounce off of, <laughs> and I'm still in conversation mode. I'm just listening to what you're saying, taking it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess with that, uh, we're going to have a lot of more McKinley Week talk on the other side of Film Room, but mm-hmm. we can uh, get into it now, watch a little bit of film, some, uh, some clips from the 100th game, and from McKinley this year, you know, get some thoughts on it. There's... You know, good good uh, outsider perspective on it, at least outsider of this room, because we don't know jack shit of what we're talking about at any given time. Well, I haven't seen McKinley play at all yet. I mean, during the season, I haven't watched any tape or watched anything on them. I obviously watch the scores. Mm-hmm. I know they had a rough start, but, uh, you know, they play Menor in the opening game, and that's always a tough game. Uh, they're all even they're having a down year this year. You know they're well coached. You know, they've got that same continuity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. same coaches, same head coach, and they're always good. You know, they might not be the fastest or the most talented in a year. You know, they have a bad class or two, but they're going to be good, you know. That's a tough opener for McKinley yeah. in this day and age, you know. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to scale that back a little bit. Uh, you know. Give them more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, Manor, a bunch of uh, weight room kids, coaches' sons, real, real heady players, real <laughs> sneaky fast, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, tough out for tough opener for any team, really. Yeah, yeah. but and they had a rough go of it. I, I, I thought they'd come out of the gate a little better than what they did, obviously, mm-hmm. because I thought they played well at the end of last year. You know, going into our game and. It's kind of been like a mere performance, you know, bad start, didn't get it together, and and uh, they're going to be competitive, you know that. Oh, yeah. Here, here, it's going to be a battle. Always is. 
So with that, we'll get into a little film room action and uh, get that rolling. Alright, so to open up some film room action, we're going to watch some uh, clips from the 100th game. This is from the WHS-TV broadcast. Uh, and we're just going in chronological order here. Some stuff I clipped, interesting. I had talking points for each one of them, and I'm sure I'll get all those talking points back as we watch. But this first clip here, we are talking about off-airs. We got this set up, Uncle Joe. You said you think you know what this one is. I, I, and it is that play call, but this is real early in the game. I figured it. I know we hit some plays, uh, running the boot out of power set, running the option out of power set. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it's one of them. Yeah. So this will be the option out of power set, the game winner. Okay. But this one. Well, I said it was in overtime. You said no. Nope. This this is uh. Well, let's just roll it and get to watch what happens. Okay, that wasn't the overtime. So early in the game, call gets blown up, you know. Not not blown up, but not well much defended. going. Yeah. Well defended. Um, something like this happens. Do you mark that down on your call sheet? Like, hey, might not go back to this one? Or is it something you just believe in? We'll chalk it up as an L and call it later. Yeah, I, I what I'd, I like to do was had my call sheet, and if I would highlight... Uh, the ones that were successful to make sure I run them. Mm-hmm. But this was more of uh, we don't get to the pitch key. I mean, we're, we're supposed to be pitching off of that guy, but my boy Ben Mass got beat across his face and we kind of got, I mean, you see there? Gotcha. He yeah. forced it. So we're supposed to be out there pitching off the next guy. We assume that guy's going to be blocked. Mm-hmm. So we pitch off the next guy. Yeah. The guy that makes the tackle, mm-hmm. number nine's got a long way to go to get Got some there. space out there, yeah. The, the dive was there. Yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't something I was too worried about not going back to, but yeah. it wasn't moving up the ladder a whole lot either. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Let's keep moving on to the next play here. Eye formation. Sprint out draw. Yeah. You guys. Uh, Great play. You guys hit this one big a couple times in this game. Was that great some? play for teams that want to run that four three and just run hard to the ball, mm-hmm. and you're going to sprint out as one of your base packages, you know? Because it it it's it, it's not really a whole lot of blocking. The key's on the backside guard, uh, which looks like Kevin Bowder here. He's got to take that guy wherever he can. He's not stepping hard left like we do normal protection. Yeah, he's kind of. He's you know, just face blocking that three technique, mm-hmm. and we're kind of giving up that a gap. We don't have a guy signed for that a gap. So if we blitz, what's happened a million times is we execute the handoff and we go right by the blitzer because he's chasing the quarterback. Gotcha. You know, so it's worth the risk. You know, but you got to get that block. You got to give the running back. He's watching that guard's block. And he's either going to rip it up inside or do what he did. So you said that guard's base block in a three-tech. Is he just taking the three-tech where he he's, wants to go? or is, Yeah, Okay. exactly. Gotcha. Just get on him, get your hands on him, and run him wherever you can. The back's got to make the cut. back's got to read his block and make the cut, All which right. he makes a great cut here. I always liked it out of flat backs. Mm-hmm. You know, 
where the, the it, it seemed like gave it more deception in the eye. But that it worked you out either side. All right. Next play. This is power set. Oh yeah. So this one I saved it. So how much responsibility did you give your quarterback at the line of scrimmage to say like, hey, let's, you know, is he in charge of counting the guys, or did he just like happen to notice, hey, we have our power set set plus an extra guy out here, like what's going on? No, I did the the right thing. I mean, it was a personnel mistake, and Willie called timeout. I mean, we were going to get a penalty. And, and uh, how much? Uh, it was it, it was the wrong formation, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we had the wrong personnel in for the formation. Gotcha. So something like that happens. You're tapping the quarterback on the helmet. Like, hey, good job seeing that. Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, Willie, he knew we can't run this play out of this set. Got it. You know, it was the thing. So he knew right away we were. So we got it straightened out. This one, QB sneak from the five-yard line. Yeah. What's the thought with that one? Willie's just so big, so good that we can wedge this thing yeah. in there? I, I can't remember exactly what the down distance was, uh, if it was uh, third and short or not. I tell you, I, I love the quarterback sneak. I used to love the quarterback sneak on first down. When when uh, when I was head coach at other places, Yeah. if I ever ran a quarterback sneak on fourth and short – and mm-hmm. we got it. We get first down. Next play, I'm running quarterback sneak again. Because they are so relaxed in there, mm-hmm. and they just got their mauled in there with all them bodies, you know. And if you had a big, strong quarterback, I'd run quarterback sneak again. It always worked. He always got seven or eight yards, yeah. you know. I actually thought about that the other week, watching a Browns game. I think the Browns are struggling. And anytime you get down in the red zone, Stefanski likes to do anything except for run the ball straight downhill. Mm. And it was like first and goal from the five. And I'm like, QB sneak. <laughs> I was like, Jaco- Jacoby Brissett averages like four yards on QB sneaks on fourth down. I was like, what's going to happen on first? I was like, hey, you know, we'll get a couple yards back. Like, why not? Cheat the system a little bit. Yeah. All right. Next play here. So, how did the, you guys get the calls in? Because it looks like there was a substitution every play. Every play, yep. And a guy just brings a new. Yep. Me and Jack were on the phones, and Jack would rattle it into the receiver, whoever, running back, whoever was in. Now, this is where we had Victor Redrick as the pitch back. See, he's coming in because mm-hmm. he hadn't played all year. This is his first game. Oh. You didn't know that? No. No, he never played. He was academically ineligible for the first nine weeks. Gotcha. But he practiced. I mean, he was with the the team that whole nine weeks. But he was uh, he was probably fa- he definitely was the fastest guy we had, and we didn't have him all year. So this is again that same play of the option out of the it. option out of the power eye. Yeah. Uh, is it just so with the backfield look a little bit different? The uh, the flat backs are the, at the tailback spot now rather than up at the fullback spot. Um, how are you trying to mess with the defense with that? Because, you know, throughout this game, you're playing around with the entire backfield, moving guys around a little bit. It's, you know, not as – might not be as easy to catch as it is nowadays with how spread out everything is and how much more it seems offense want to move guys around. Right. But what do you – 
you know, what are you trying to accomplish with running the option play out of this versus with up at the fullback level? Well, I, I think where we're at, we were a power set team when we got down inside the ten yard line. Mm-hmm. You know, but we were not a have to slam it at you every play. We don't have to run ISO every play. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, we tried to make sure ISO was never run more than the other plays combined. You know what I mean? So it's hard to defend. You know, I mean, we got so much to the left as far as strength, but now you come back here and you get Willie in a one-on-one situation. I mean, run, you let that keep running because let me refresh here. It looks like Willie probably should have pitched it. Now he just cut up in there that – the, the, their defense to that was that five technique to run up the field. Smaller kid than Ben Mass, mm-hmm. and he's going to run up. That's how their defending power says. They're trying to keep everything off the edge by sacrificing that guy by getting upfield. Gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. Which was a great plan, but Willie being Willie, it didn't work. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's all Willie. Did you ever? He just, he just reads it ain't there. And, and Willie's still thinking pitch when he's past that kid. You know, Willie wasn't shy to pitch it at the last minute. Did but you ever? It was a load. I think people underestimated uh, how big and strong Willie was. I mean, Willie was a, a big, strong dude, man. Mm-hmm. And he had a chip on his shoulder, and he, he played hard. <laughs> All right. Keep moving. Next one. Let's see, what we got. Oh, I think this is the. Uh, yeah, this is the boot throwback. Backside screen. Uh, Ryan Shaner. Ryan Shanner showing the wheels <laughs> down the sidelines, but he stepped out of bounds. Ryan stepped out of bounds. Ryan was my principal at Norton. Really? Now I was their coach at Norton. Still is principal at Norton. Damn. Yeah, he's done really well for himself. So you got your basic rollout package. You got your- that same thing off the draw action. Mm-hmm. You know, we hit him with the draw and that, and uh, exact same look. But the tight end sneaks back out backside. Great play. How many plays did you have that would go against the flow on those boots and rollouts? Them two. <laughs> <laughs> Them two. Yeah. Eight hundred draw and eight hundred wide screen. Hey. Everything else we sprint out. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you're going to sprint out. You're going to sprint out. And with Willie, we had eight quarterback. You know, where it was all run all the way. Yeah, you know he'd show high ball rolling out, but then he he knew right away that the receivers knew to block, you know, or run them off, whatever we had. That was a something I saw a lot in the game too, where it's like it looks like it's a rollout, like looking to throw, but no, he's talking it and running it. Right. So those were called right. like all right, QB. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's eight quarterback. We'd run eight hundred, whatever mm-hmm. the route was. And then we'd call eight quarterback, and that was running everybody. The linemen all knew it was 800 block. I mean, they just all come off running, you know, and it really real tough for them. Gotcha. So next one here. Straight eye. So we got a wide receiver in the game, finally. And they on two. You know what that was? That was no play long count. It oh, was, uh, so that's why he's so pumped on short, this. Yeah, because we practiced that all year. I was wondering about that. That's why I clipped this one, because I saw it, and, you know, he hits it hard. Gets the guy yeah. to jump, and he comes off. Yeah, and that got his first down, I believe, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was 
No play on don't jump. <laughs> yeah, no play. <laughs> what do we call it? No play, long count. Gotcha. And they just tell your lineman, don't go anywhere because you don't know who to block. Okay. You don't You don't have a play. Where are you going to go? You don't mm-hmm. know who to block. And it, You it, think it, it would be that simple. Yeah. We had a kid jump. <laughs> yeah. Not like flinch. Like, he started the play. What mm. play are you on? Ah, don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I can remember too during the practice week, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't do a really good job of mixing the cadence enough during the season. We a lot of teams you get redundant, and the quarterback just calls on one or on quick and mix it up a little bit. But we really emphasize that in practice. That for their quickness, to neutralize their quickness, we had to be able to go on two. Mm-hmm. We had to be able to run a no play, mm-hmm. you know, and not jump ourselves. And really got on the kids about that. In practice, when they jumped, I was on them like a dirty shirt, you know, because we couldn't have the penalties. And I knew yeah. we could draw them off because mm-hmm. they're so, they were so itchy at the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. Was this a, Would this be a timeout if they don't jump? Or was there anything else to it? Oh, at, at this point here, no play long count. We'd have probably took time out okay. down here. Gotcha. Now, we did have a, where we ran power, mm-hmm. our version of power with the tight end, that he would check it in 46-46, and then we'd run it. But this one, when we're down here like this, it was all no play long count. There is no other thing that either works or we take a timeout. Uh-huh. So now we got. They're looking quarterback sneak, ain't they? Looks like it. See, and we went on two there. You see that? Mm-hmm. You can see him going on two there to try and draw them off. And it, it uh, see if we get a flinch on his head, Bob. Ah, a little bit. A little, little bit. 77. Yeah. Kept him honest. Yeah. And nobody, there's nobody touched him. Definitely kept him honest. Nobody uh, touched him. I know you said you practiced it all week and you're really hammering home how important it was. But, I mean, as a play caller, are you ever hesitant to maybe go on to in case of getting a false start? I Willie called it as far as the cadence. I told Willie we're not going to run the same cadence twice in a row. Okay. Oh. So you are going to mix it up. So does that help your lineman? And then, a like, couple really... times he went back to the one a couple times. Yeah. wasn't no yeah. big deal. But he mixed it in good. Make sure your linemen are really paying attention then. They don't get yeah, a rhythm they, then they also. Yeah, they got to know. They got to know. And I told him there's nothing wrong with asking the guy next year. Is it one or two? You know what I mean? As you're coming out of the huddle, make sure you know. Communicate. Yeah. Um, And this is that ISO action that the option would uh, be played off of, right? Setting up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Setting up the option. Mm -hmm. That's play one right there. Yeah, they're hard off that edge, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, did you have any, like, standalone plays or all the plays, like, built off one another, setting up something else? Yeah. You're, 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 you're... As you're watching this, you got guys in the box watching. Now, what's the option look like? All right, they got to be one ser- one play ahead. You know what I mean? What's the boot look like out of this set? Mm-hmm. So you got coaches in the box helping and uh, looking for the counterplay. You know, if they shove this up our butt because they sent eight guys there, you know, what was open? Mm-hmm. Was it the boot? Was it the option? But obviously, we just manhandled them there. We mauled them. He didn't, didn't get touched. 
Going back to... There ain't no coaching there. That's just blocking. (laughs) We had... uh, We had... They would jump into Bear in the middle of the field, and we had uh, checks. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time they were going to jump in it, we were going to run the trap. And... uh, the, that was what we were going to do. And then the second time, if they jumped in it again, like if they stuffed that, we were going to run the option, you know, off the dive trap. Mm-hmm. Because that bear, it's just like this. They're in it right here. I mean, you only got to get two guys blocked. You know, the center blocks back, the guard traps, and you got to get to the middle linebacker one way or the other, or the back's got to make him miss. But when you're out in the middle of the field, that little middle linebacker's back like four yards. So your tackle's got a shot at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they're not watching our fullback here. They're watching Willie. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're keying on Ashcraft. And, and now we got rhetoric for the option. So when we went into the game, we were going to check against Bear and run the trap the first time. Second time they got on it, we were going to show the same look and run the option. All right, so B- Willie did that. We barely got through all the things on the trap, and Vinnie Turner, and it turned into 15. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, I jumped in it again. I kept him out of it for a long time because running your whole offense against that bear, I mean, you got to be able to throw the ball. Yeah. You know, we weren't a great throwing team. So, so the second time we ran the option in our sideline, he pitched it to Ashcraft. Ashcraft ran up the sideline for 20, and we never seen it again. <laughs> so it worked perfect, just like we hoped it would. Going back to something you mentioned, uh, having the different coaches in the box, looking for different things, how would you compare what happened back then compared to now with how technology is different? With the availability of uh, video replays and everything on iPads and computers. Is it more efficient? So Big you need screen TV on the sideline. Yeah, <laughs> with it being more efficient, do you need less guys looking at it, or because it's so available, you want more eyes on it compared to then? I don't know. We were you get too many uh, too many chefs in the kitchen sometimes too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think you got to know who's in charge and. Uh, Back then, guys were charting things and and handing you the chart. You say, you know, where was the outside linebacker when we yeah. ran the ISO for, as far as the options concerned? And they would know exactly where he was and what he did. You know, they were looking to play ahead as far as counterplays. But uh, I don't know, with all that availability now down there in the sidelines, I mean, uh, you're just showing it to them when they come off the field, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it to me, it's just completely different. It put a lot more on us, I think, mm. with not having that and yeah. having to count on somebody to see. Me and Eric Schumacher had a really good system with uh, him being down the sidelines as far as identifying alignments uh, of the defense and him being able to draw it up on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. and show them and mm-hmm. if it was a four-man front and we had a three technique to our tight end because we always had tight end if we had a three technique to our tight end was normal and uh, a backside shade on the guard one technique on the guard and we called it 431 if he was head up on the backside guard it'd be a 432 if they were both on inside shades it'd be a 411 so the kids knew that too 
you know so when he's drawing it up on the chalkboard there was you know identification way of communicating for me and him and then the kids got to know it as it went along but he's drawing it up kids don't really need to know the terms yeah mm-hmm. but they knew it. and then we when we got good at it and uh uncle mark fair was there at guard we we got to where we were running a lot of power because we were getting a lot of one techniques inside because we got to be a really good trapping team mm-hmm. and uh you know we'd make an 11 call because we had two ones so that tells the pulling guard he's going to come around longer because play side guards got blocked down you know what i mean so there's going to be some you know bodies yeah. <laughs> to get around mm-hmm. and it ain't going to be a quick mm-hmm. iso you know course for him so it, it worked out great it really did all right so all right now we're up to the playoff game Nope. Right? Nope. This is the same thing. Okay. Yeah. This is all 100th game. Oh, yeah. This one. So you can see our starting quarterback in on defense. Playing safety. Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> so, how much did he play defense? Was it just for this game? Did he get yeah. spot time all year? No. They, they put him over there towards the end of the season. Uh, you know, injuries and such. and It was because uh, we had to. We didn't have any other bodies in there. Well, you know, he's the best player in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> Defensive guys wanted him too, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he was just so precious to us on offense that risking him playing defense when he hadn't done it was a, a huge risk, but. Like you say, he's the best athlete in the county. You gotta, you gotta let him play. Did that influence your play calling at all? Like, hey, let's not run Willie as much, or was it just we got to run our game and he's got to? When it comes down, uh, you know, crunch time at the end, I had to do what I had to do to, you know, I'm gonna call what, you know, I know when we went into the overtime at. I'm calling three plays. Well, he's got a ball in his hands. I don't care how many times he's played on defense. He was going to have a ball in his hands at the end of the game. Gotcha. How many referees would there have been at this game? Hmm? How many referees? Oh, wow. Is that a five-man? I didn't ask that question. Five-man crew. It's just, I, I feel like you don't see the back judge running to the sidelines anymore. Uh-huh. Which I know some of that is, you know, how referees actually work. Well, that's pretty wide angle there. We see one ref. Mm-hmm. Now you got your line judges. So I, yeah, there was a line judge on the last one, but he didn't move past the line of scrimmage. So that play down the sideline, you had one back judge running into the frame. Would have been huh. five man crew, you think? Two, I would think so. Two in the backfield or just one in the backfield? I would think it had to have been a five man crew. Five. I like watching older. I mean, this isn't that old of a film. If you go back to like really old football film, you see referees just running around like like they're players. It's it's so much fun watching these guys run like they're soccer refs. They're just part of the field. They have no area. Uh, but yeah, just like seeing that guy come over from the middle from center field yeah. isn't something you see and nowadays. You so yeah, and you don't even see him in the alignment. So how deep is he? Yeah, he's got to be out of the end zone. Oh, well, he might have to play both pylons. So yeah. So this one you can see kind of looks like cover three look and Willie back there at free safety. Uh-huh. Um, 
head judge in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so these couple I clipped because just watching McDaniels play quarterback looks so – he looks like he's trying so hard and he's never throwing a ball in his life. Was it like back in the day, you know, they – like, well, that's how John Heisman taught him how to throw a pass, so this is how we're all going to throw teach him how to throw a pass? I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He almost looks robotic. He puts the ball into he his shoulder ball, yeah. right away I mean, and then just pushes it from there. That. I mean, you know, he starts doing that when he's in sixth grade. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he's got the ball at a good point for to release it. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's protected. Uh, he's got two hands on it. It's very unnatural, but yeah. I feel like that is how people threw back then. You got yeah. taught to throw like that, and that's what they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they tried I f- to do it the same way every time. Yeah, I feel like any kid that would go outside and pick up a rock would never throw it like that. You're probably right. You're probably right, but he's but, throwing a football, you're throwing a rock. Yeah, but it, it just seems un, it seems unnatural is what I'm saying. I think that's like what Hank's picking up, too. He's like, oh, that's how Heisman threw 100 years ago, so that's how everyone has to throw. Well, it's a three-step drop. It might be a bad, uh, you know. Yeah, so here's basic three-step. It's a good throw. But drop. It, it yeah, gets exactly yeah. where it needs good to be. Good technique, and he's got a little pressure. I mean, it's not like it was a cupcake throw. I'd like to see him throw it 45 yards like that. but <laughs> Yeah, well, the- I think that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be a whole different. See, he's a lot more relaxed. Yeah, that's here. more relaxed. Yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah, that, that looked a lot better. I, I mean, that's how he started to throw the quick the ball. The throw didn't look good, but his no. form did. I don't know why he bailed out so quick. He's scared. I yeah, probably like, saw that guy coming well, up the middle and got a little skittish. supposed to be a screen to six. Oh. See six there? He was a man. I see it. Looks like so a man. Where's six at? Six is left he's side. He's on the left half yeah. back. Good golly. It was that oh. pitch. Yeah. It was that. It was going to be the pitch. So they they actually ran that in the open field uh, at some point else in this game. Big Donnie Young gets in the way. Ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Little. Uh, I can't tell if that guy's like actually really big or it's just his shoulder pads. His shoulder pads are huge. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I look back at this now. I wonder how we played with it. <laughs> the thigh pads that come out. Yeah, the thigh 94. pads. I mean, 94, yeah. This is peak football aesthetic, if you ask me. Nah. This is peak football aesthetic. It, football doesn't look better than no. it did right here. No, so. you got you to gotta go back like seven more years to where you had belly shirt jerseys. Yes. I mean, some of McKinley's jerseys are short, but uh, the belly shirt jerseys, neat. but you still had the thigh pads that came up to your rib cage. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here, talking about earlier, checking at the line. You can see McDaniels uh-huh. makes the check. Fullback tells the tailback where to get. Double checks. So I wanted to ask off of this, how much autonomy did you give your quarterback at the line of scrimmage? Very little. I mean, we game planned it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, uh, against the Bear, we had we, we weren't going to run everything. We were either going to run trap or option. Uh, or we had sprint out in there too. Mm-hmm. But uh, hard to spread out against it because they were. So it was very much uh, like here's our handful of plays and that you. And can week check to them. week, we would put we would uh, we would have two plays piggyback together, mm-hmm. and based on the front he got, he'd either run right or left. So we're either going to run 
46, which is power, to the right. And we're going to run 27, this counter to the left, based on where they're at. Gotcha. And he'd have a two-way go, and he'd go up and call it, you know. But we didn't do it. I mean, we had it in every week that we could. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, we ended up seeing what they were in, and we just called power, or we called counter, you know. Gotcha. So it So it's like built into the play call he's getting from you guys of – 46 or 27 47 27 check with me yeah so we called it but it wasn't a big thing this is a classic flea flicker right out of halftime there's victor so but then he gets a penalty for being an (laughs) idiot wow he was a good kid he just got over he hadn't played all year Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now he catches the bomb in the hundredth game. You know this. We had that uh, when I was invited down to Lincoln Theater, and they had Tom McDaniel's, mm-hmm. and a couple people from McKinley. And uh, first time we practiced this was Thursday before the McKinley game. Wow! Really? Victor hadn't been there all year, and we put it in at the end of practice. Mm-hmm. We ran it and caught it. We never practiced again. Jack called. Wow. This this was Jack's call from the from the sideline. He said, I got this one, Stu. So this is actually second and ten, second play out of half. Second play out of the half. First yeah. one was a play action boot trying to uh-huh. throw deep too. Was that a point you guys had, like right out of halftime, we're gonna try to go down and get a quick one on him? Or it, that was just flow of the game is what we're feeling. No, no, it it, it wasn't. We just uh you know, we we ran the boot, and the boot he's gonna throw to who's open. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, Jack jumped in, called this one. This was off script. He felt it, and he called it. He put it in at you know at the end of practice, and this was his baby. He wanted to he wanted to have something to go to to use Victor's speed because they hadn't seen Victor's speed. You know, and it was simple for Victor. Mm-hmm. Run down the middle of the field, catch the ball. <laughs> And his baby hits big. Looks but man, good. look at the protection we had on that. Oh. I mean, we really stressed that too with them mm-hmm. the next day and leading up to the game. If we do call this, you really got to block a long time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's a long time to sit back there. Yeah. Or to hold a block and pass protection. I mean, that's. Yeah. Then again, we ran the ball so well. You know, you watch everybody stop on the fake. Mm-hmm. All their guys stop and look inside. So that buys you a lot of time. It was still a great job blocking. All right, so next up, a little counter. Yeah, 27 counter. Hit big a couple times, that one. Not as much. Yeah, that was a great bug play that year, though. I think it was the – who do we meet in the playoffs with? Fremont well, Ross? Yeah. Yeah. You guys hit that one big a couple times. I remember yeah. I watched that back and – so here it gets stuffed, but come right back to it almost. Next play, got the, the boot, boot off counter. See the boot set up now. For a touchdown. Yeah. So is that something when you walk up, you know, the previous play you're calling counter? Oh, yeah. It's You already got that in the back of your head. Oh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. That's uh, Those are together. Wasn't a great throw, great catch by Vaughn. More. 
I mean, he just has all that room out there. Yeah, you get Willie off of that. I often wonder if you run this stuff now. Mm-hmm. You know, even flat backs, and you could even put them in a six or seven alignment and run motion back through. How much that would screw people up? <laughs> you know, when they see 50 throws a game, mm-hmm. you start running mm-hmm. trap. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody defends a trap. You had to defend a trap back in the day. If that guard released inside, you better close. You're going to be laid out in the hash somewhere. <laughs> Somebody's going to blindside you. You know, there's no threat of that anymore. Mm-hmm. They just run up field. Yeah. You know, I think it's an easy 10 yards whenever you want it these days. Yeah. It's, and, and nobody'd see it. You know what I mean? I mean, at this point, how many coaches, like defensive coaches nowadays, grew up playing against that? Yeah. Even now, it's like, you know, midget league, flag football, everything. Everybody's in the gun. Yeah, Everybody's everything. Still- everything. It's it's basketball on grass. Let's see what we got here. Boot run it all the way. There was there was no thought of throwing the ball there. See that's mm-hmm. that would have been uh, twenty seven boot quarterback. Second 27, he's booting uh-huh. it, and we're... Let's get the waggle action, pull the backside guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that middle linebacker. I mean, our tight end's got a five-yard runner here, the way they're lined up. Look at that. Let's see. All you got to do is block down, block Bam. down. <laughs> That's why I never liked 4-3, man. You're going to line up outside my tight end and give me that gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between you know, take it all day. You got run power one way, boot the other way. Yep. You know, and take advantage of the same hole. Fifty three makes his block. Willie's still running. See even points. Yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough block. <laughs> yeah, it, it has a line. You almost you pin him into the boundary. Yeah, I think you need to force the defender's <laughs> hand. He's trying to like stay in front of him. Yeah. For, force him one way or the other, exactly. and let your quarterback follow it. You can almost you see. You got to pin him into the yeah. boundary. Yeah, you know where to hide, little man. Mm-hmm. It's like what I always tell you about being a receiver, Hank. Like you don't have to get hands. If you try to do this and get hands on a corner, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. But if you force him one way, yeah. just let the runner go the other way. Yep. Just yeah. just stay between them. That's it. And you can almost see the. You can watch the defender kind try and juke out the guard yeah. just based on how the guards yep. trying to match the jukes. You gotta take a. Chris Spielman approach on that one. Damn. If you try to... Uh, it's a pretty natural gap, though, ain't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All day. You had to block that, like how Chris Spielman said, he had a tackle in the NFL. How's that? Going against Barry Sanders every day, if I tried to stay with him... Through shakiness, it's never going to happen. I'm going to lose my shoes every time. This match. I take one direction and just full-on hit it. I either kill him or I whiff. (laughs) But it's a 50-50 shot. If I try to stay with Barry Sanders, it's a 0% shot. And I was like, oh, my God. That's the dumbest, smartest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Like, just fail violently in one direction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was – I remember we were playing – I showed up to – the Y one time to play basketball with you guys, and I am the farthest thing from athlete. Force him one way, Hank. 
Yep. Yeah, that's all you told me. We're like, we're going out there, and you just looked at me like, guy wants to go one way, take him that way. Don't let him the other way. Yeah, because at least then you know where he's going. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if he's right-handed, I'd be, I, I, I do this when I play basketball now. If somebody wants to go right, I let them go right. But I know where they're going, and I'm gonna, f- I'm going to play you frontwards, backwards, not sideways, because that's where you get your legs twisted up, and it's much right. playing you one way. That's a lot easier than both ways. So yeah, yeah. good point. So here, field goal going for the game winner right at the end mm-hmm. of it. What are we thinking? Hope he misses. <laughs> Fifty yarder would be a rough way to go out. Yeah. Make sure they ain't faking. I know oh. I'm concerned about the fake. And yes, overtime. Start to finish. Oof. Wow. Bad snap. Just. But that kid still feels bad. Long snappers get no love. Yeah, he's well. He's probably like you know. If you're gonna miss an extra point, you're probably missing a fifty yarder. So. Don't, yeah. don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now into overtime. McKinley just scored, going for the extra point. Give me play, right? Yeah. Pushed it. No. So what are we thinking here? Just score and we're good? Yeah. Control the ball. Score and we're Take good. Take care of the ball. Not a lot of cheering after that. Yeah, I, that it looked like that was a lot of McKinley fans over there. Yeah, it was. That ends so well. I'm saying like our our players like didn't really react to it, it too was much. Different then. McKinley used to bring people. <laughs> yeah, it was nice then when they had a fan base. Yeah, I'm worried about it. So here, all right, it's first play. We get it on overtime, right? Yep. I'm just we l- got to score a touchdown, and I'm just letting it roll. Hey, <laughs> first place boot. So just looking to end it right there, right yeah, now. Yeah, want to take a shot, and he really gets held. Shaner. Yeah. Can we see him? Ah, uh, now. He's down here at the bottom. No way they zoom out that. And that guy was on in like a dirty shirt. Look at the guy in the blue down here. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Yeah, you can oh, see him. Rap. You could. I he mean, he rode him all the way down the is field. That, is that Spielman in a Lions Wide jacket? <laughs> you can see it. I mean, you can. He would have been right there where that ball is if he didn't get held. You can see him giving the ref the business, too. Yeah. So. So now it's option. Yep. Boot didn't work. <laughs> Come in. My dad always told the story of, oh, this play wasn't supposed to score. Like, there's nothing to that, right? That's just him. Making yeah. shit up it like he does. Yeah. No, this is uh, get what you can get, baby. <laughs> this is the crunch time. Well, is he supposed to go out of the one or something? I would go. <laughs> yeah. Why would he die? I mean, it, yeah, it might not have been score. a... Well, that's close to be a forward. <laughs> See, this angle makes it look like it. And I yeah. think they talk about it a lot in that Timeless Rivals movie you were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, they do. And I think... I've seen a different angle of it. I think from the away sideline, and it is perfectly Perfect. sideways. Yeah. It just, from it's this angle yeah. and the fact that quarterback gets held up, it looks like it's forward. Way, huh? but mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, mean, he gets smashed from the back. What was that? Our right but tackle that, was Ben Mass, yeah. 72. You could see him. He wasn't giving up that guy this time. I think he might have been a freshman. Pancake City huh? right there. Freshman or sophomore, Ben, then. Would have been, right? Sure. I, yeah. I would believe sophomore more than freshman, mm-hmm. but. He played something as a freshman. I don't think he played in this game. I mean, this wasn't his freshman year. I don't think. Just, well, Victor, man. I mean, perfect he execution. He came in, and I mean, Willie's making that play. Anybody could have got it and scored. Mm-hmm. It was nice to have him fast enough to get there. I mean, yeah. he's going a long way. Hell, I would have got us the first. He did a great <laughs> job there, too, of staying in pitch face. You see Victor jump back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he sees Willie kept, going inside. Kept that the cat. spacing right. Yeah. Four and two. He's about right, right there. Run through the ball. I mean, he sees the fake pitch, and you think quarterback's just taking off of it, then it's an extra gear, get back up there with him. I can't believe how much they bid on uh, fake. I mean, how many guys do we get? It came down hard. Yeah, well. And again, the tight ends get a free run, doesn't he? That linebacker. No. Mm-hmm. Tight end just seals guy inside. Yeah. Oh, Willie. So, here, game winner. Just don't miss, right? I could hear through Jack's headphones Willie come off and grab Pribbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I can hear Willie yelling at him, You got to make this kick. You gotta make his kick, Grimmage. <laughs> Shaking him by the shirt. <laughs> he went out there and iced it, baby. What a game. Is that, is that definitely the best game you've ever oh, seen? Yeah. Not even been a part of, but seen? I, I think so, yeah. I don't remember anything in, but I was in a whole different mode, you know? I mean, yeah. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. God. Wow. Can't believe it's been that long ago. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was crazy, just getting down to the field from the press box. Oh, yeah. I bet. Oh yeah, it took like a half hour. Yeah, I mean, you take the same steps as everyone else does, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was nuts. You couldn't wrote the script any better. No. Yeah, that's for sure. We had Sports Illustrated in the press box. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a whole spread on it. I'm yeah. sure you've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, people are trying to get out to beat traffic. <laughs> no, nobody <laughs> left. Nobody left that game. <laughs> You know, the thing people forget, too, is nothing, nothing first quarter. Wow. Yeah, the first quarter was nothing, nothing. I think it ends 42-41. Mm-hmm. That's the one. And you didn't score 40 back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like now. Okay. Put 42 on them. Well, I take a real quick break, and then 
get into some McKinley this year action. Huh? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some of that. I haven't really seen them. All right. So that was a little uh, fun walk down memory lane. Yeah, yeah. But that was cool. We're in the here and now. Coming up on Saturday, War of 1894. Check out some uh, McKinley highlights of uh, this year. I think we're starting off with the Perry game. Okay. Which is our only loss in the Federal League, right? Uh, yeah. It was their first Federal League game. And Perry beat them. So they got a couple... Uh, There's a good example you were telling me earlier, Hank, about... Uh, Teams being different at the beginning of the year, the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Here's your first Federal League game. Perry beats McKinley. And now, McKinley runs off the rest of their season. Yeah. What's Perry done? Ain't nothing. I saw a catch on the sideline there. Yeah. How many? Four missed tackles. Yeah, he wanted to return that, for sure. And Perry didn't want to stop him, say, apparently. Is he just playing? <laughs> kind of looked like it. Huh? Yeah. You run that back? I mean, great. He doesn't look like he's getting giddy up to him at all. There great again, catch. Does he? Yeah, it's like he didn't know there's anybody right on his ass. Still, I'm going to miss tackles. Yeah, nice save. One, two, three, four. Yeah, no real I mean, giddy up. He ain't I mean, running hard. Uh-uh. And then he's like, oh, shit. He has no idea <laughs> right behind him. Somebody would have stripped him. So a couple special teams plays. I think that's really about all they had in this game. Yeah, they got beat. Just a little counteraction. They uh, seem to love this play this year. Just a little... Just power blocking up front, right? So backside guard pulls, kicks out the end man, uh, fullback wraps. Right back a second. I think he, I think backside guard just pulled and let up through. I don't think he's looking to trap anybody, is he? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That was uh, going through when I was recording this, something that stood out that they like that um, GF counter. Yeah. That seems like their staple run play, that in inside zone. Here, just a little zone slice. Now, this thing's changed a lot when they got this running back, right? Uh-huh. Kid transferred from Alliance. Yeah. Play first four games. I don't know if that's him there or not. I don't know his number or nothing, but that's what I've heard. He's He is their offense. Yeah, yeah. I think that must be him. I bet this is his first game he played. So I mentioned it on the podcast with my dad, but I still love the fact that they put their fullback in a three-point stance. Yeah. Even though he's up in that sniffer. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, you know, it's a little bit of a throwback, but it... it, it, it that almost looks like a four-point. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it could be. Actually, yeah, it does look like a four-point from here. Now, the thing to me is, I, I, I agree, I like the three-point stance. Mm-hmm. But to me, right there, that kid is no threat of doing anything but run straight ahead. Yeah. You know, just his stance is tipping that. What's mm-hmm. he going to do? Is Looks he going like... to run out in the flats for a pass? Nope. Not really. He's going to go block somebody. 
Gonna kick out the end man. Help lead that running back to the promised land there. Got some good looking kids there. 52, 51's got some hips to him. Little Cobra Kai celebration that didn't get flagged. There's that same play, the uh, GF counter just from That's under center. That's 12 again, right? See if he stays yeah. consistent as a running back. Run that back again. 45 to 6. So. Wait a minute. Huddle. We just seen three touchdowns. Yeah, they their stats are pretty inconsistent. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. For a while oh. there, they had us like forty six to seven loss to Eds. I don't know. So some of the stuff, some of like the numbers that they give you, take with a grain oh. of salt. For them being the king of the block, that's surprising. Yeah, I've never watched that all, but but um, yeah, just a little backside guard pulls to kick out the end. Fullback wraps around. Same thing, huh? Yeah. And there really isn't much counteraction to it other than quarterback booting away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's all full flow. I mean, it's counter blocking with kick out and lead through, but yeah, there ain't nothing to hold your backside other than quarterback boot. Nope. Um, but yeah, Too so worried about defending that. We'll be pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so they ran that last year and they pulled the guard and tackle all the time, mm -hmm. but there was no counteraction to it. No, it's counter blocking, like blocking, but. Yeah, there's no Power backfield. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't make much sense to me, but at least the way we do it, the running back's going to take a counter step or two just to get his timing right with the blocking because it takes right. a little bit longer for the it to develop. Right, but, and you never know where our, our on our power where our back's going to hit it. Yeah, I mean he he might hit it backside many times and fouls and pushes the guard. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with the. Final score, the stats, all this stuff, it could be wrong. You know, we saw. Looks like it's vice versa. We no, saw three. Even close. No. So McKinley scored twice. Three yeah. times. Three times. Two punt returns for touchdowns and a, and a well, that's run. Pretty, that's pretty tacky right there. Yeah. So I don't know what, what's up with this, how much of it you can believe. Right. Probably none of it. If you can't. So. Wasn't 45 to 8. I ain't yeah. none of it. <laughs> but they lost the game. They so. lost. Yeah. So next up, Hoover. Here we get another run of uh, Fed games and games that they actually won. This is something that is concerning. What's that? Their ability to do this. Special teams plays like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely they always have athletes, um, but. Well, also, I think you know. the other thing too is once they have one of these, mm -hmm. you know, you can pound it down, take seven minutes off the clock, and score, and then they have one of these. Yeah, the quick strike. And then all of a sudden you're playing a different team. You know what I mean? They break one of the kick turns on you. Yeah. You're playing a different team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, Perry and Hoover aren't the best competition, but yeah, I mean, giving up a big play like that can completely change the game. Yeah. Like here, I don't know why they call this a fumble recovery. It's a, uh, it's like interception pass breakup. Mm -hmm. But here, it's interesting. I saw them do this a couple times. Got the backers walked up, showing blitz, and drop out of it, and only rush three. Mm -hmm. Get the quarterback thinking, you know, got to get rid of this ball early. Right. Suddenly, he's trying to throw into an eight man zone defense and 
How far are they dropping them backers out of there? They didn't go too far. Probably like five yards from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So they can't do that to us. No. Look, if they line up like that. Now, we're going to throw that quick out out of here. I mean, that's a check. It's got to be for us. You know how, how many times we throw them quick, just mm-hmm. throw it out their screens? There ain't nobody out here. What about the field? They're lucky if they got two guys beyond the hash. There, just a little RPO action. Looks like they had some kind of guard pull run play to the going to the tight end side, but just all quick hitches. Is that the tight end catches it? No, so let's see here. Line up a nub trip, so you got tight end left, three receivers out wide right. Run play to the left with all the receivers running just quick hitches. Uh, and if the quarterback likes the numbers out wide, you can pull it and throw. Yeah, that's gimme. And that's exactly the shit you were talking about we can do to them if they want to show that. Uh, yeah, I think I'll get all them guys bunched up in there stuff to run. Which I might have to do because I don't think they can stop us running the ball. Man, oh, man. Looks like he just hits Who's the... Who's playing defense here, Green? <laughs> Hoover. Hoover. Not yeah. any better. So now the... De- looks like defense adjusts, get the numbers out over the trips. Big hole in that uh, yeah, right side A-gap. And looks like they called like a trap or a power to the left, but running back just hits that void. Yeah, See yeah, hole, hit hole. It's good vision. Yeah, they're they're completely out, man, against run <laughs> defense. Another Cobra Kai oh, celebration that didn't get flagged. Yeah. Gee, same formation. They just couldn't stop it. Hoover hasn't stopped much this year. Yeah. It looked very good. This receiver's getting a lot of recognition too, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, McKinnon's got a good receiver. So, yeah. Obviously not a big passing team. Most of the highlights came from those just quick hitting passes or mm-hmm. rollout stuff. You can see. Just run the ball. If you give them the box, they're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Again, don't. They ain't going to run the ball against us. No. Our defensive line, I think, is the best. I think we got the best round three. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see somebody can put up better. Yeah. That's been a talking point for us this year, that best front seven in the state of Ohio. Yeah. And, again, numbers, grain of salt, but seven and nine on third down, that's a pretty good clip. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And three for nine on. You're going to lose two main games. You're seven for nine on third down. That's it. Play any defense. <laughs> <laughs> and three for nine on third with two turnovers. Mm-hmm. Not great. <laughs> 
Yeah, should have been blowout them stats if they're right. So we got. Well, late. here's the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was the one. You know, McKinley's on a little bit of a heater, kind of coming in, but Lakes, you know, in first in the Fed and number one in our region. So see what they got. Page right out our playbook, just heavy personnel. If you like the numbers out wide, throw the quick screen. Yeah, not run the ball. Here, looks nice like same. Throw. Yeah. Looks That's like. So nice catch. What's the receiver's number here? Can we tell? Uh, and it's 12 in the backfield at this point. Mm-hmm. Or is this a new kid? I don't know. Let's see if we can run it, see if we can see. Looks like 12. Is that, is that 10 12. catching it? Looks like 10. Yep. Like yeah, right. that's that's their. Yeah, he's a big kid. That's their receiver. Look how tall he is compared to everybody else. 6'4", 200. Yeah, I heard he's a tall kid. Yep. Best receiver we've seen this he's year. He's kind of. Yeah, what wasn't, the hell is uh, he doing? That wasn't great, yeah. What's he reading? Looks like. Can't really tell the. Wow, he's trying to hit that dig from clear out there. Yeah. Just no vision on the linebackers at all this game, it seemed like. There you get that bluff blitz. Man, oh man. <coughs> trying to hit. We. I mean, I guess. The quarterback took the apple, didn't he? Yeah. Trying to hit the comeback and. I'm close. Is Lake getting intimidated by McKinley? Seemed to be. It's very possible. There's your counter blocking with counter action again. I'm a big fan of the uh, base play. Big fan of the quarterback celebrating the touchdown before he's even in the end zone. Yeah. He's got a good view that's on it. Big, yeah, that's yeah. how big the hole was. He's probably not used to those from Louisville, <laughs> where he came from, I think. Another one. Yep. He's uh, a big kid, ain't he, their quarterback? Uh, he's got some size to him. Yeah. I mean, he got good-looking kids. And that's just... What the... Yeah. You can hear the slapstick music in the worse? background. Huh? I don't think so. I mean, like, nothing I mean, happens. Can't you can't just... how they've been all year. I mean, they're 9 or 8 and 1, right? Good God. Yeah. Really might tell you who they've been playing all year, too. Yeah. Look yeah, I mean, like... Giving it away, though. I yeah. Mean, it's all self-destruction. Like, had a really easy schedule, but they were still thought to be pretty good. Uh, quarterback celebrated a little early on that one. Yep. Yeah, they ain't doing that to us, boys. <laughs> for you. They ain't met Big Mike or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I introduce you to uh, our linebacker, number 30, Pringle? Yeah. No, they'll meet him. And out of all that, it's still up a close they game. Had, they mm-hmm. had to give him every touchdown, didn't they? Yeah. Lake? I mean. Essentially. Seemed to be. Last game recap we got. Jackson. 
I think they got McKinley's got their number two. Mm-hmm. They can't beat him. Doesn't seem overly athletic or like the best player out there, but I mean, give him some space, he'll make a play. Yeah. Can't give him that. That's pretty easy. Got to make a tackle, too. Yeah. And giving him 10. Yeet. And he can't tackle in space. Jackson's also not great. Nope. Same kid. Number 10, that's their guy. Well, they're going to have him mismatch our five, six corners. Yeah. It's not a theme here with these uh, quarterbacks. Federal League yeah. quarterbacks, yeah. Federal League quarterbacks don't know linebackers exist. Yeah. Yeah. Between that and just kind of throwing it up. We're getting pretty good reel of them making uh, 60 yard plays between kick returns and interception returns. Big play team, yeah. Oh, a play right there. Mm-hmm. Well, they got some players. Okay, we got hold here. up, whole game. Okay, downfield shot. Beautiful back shoulder throw. Yeah, that's pretty decent coverage too. Yeah, receiver that did a good 10? job. No, nope, four. four. Receiver did a good job applying it. I don't know why they call this one a safety. Well, is it? No. Oh, Turf. my goodness. Turf Monster got him. Yeah, boy, that's pretty unathletic. <laughs> <laughs> so, McKinley, good on third downs when they win. Um, got a couple individual. This is a highlight of the quarterback from the Jackson game so get a couple you know see the same play a couple times but mm -hmm. more filming here too don't expect him to run too much against us no Double clutch on the RPO They're going to be gauge. quick passes. That's what they're going to do against us. That seems like all they can do is quick passes, a couple token shots downfield. and I don't even know if that was a draw or not. Watch the Kind of looked, looked like it. Well, so watch two things I always look for on a draw is Lyman looking to get downfield before the quarterback does, which it doesn't seem like they do. And the running back leaks out, looks to get the pass. Yeah, mm -hmm. he does turn around. Yeah. At first, yeah. I thought he was just going to throw the block, an but mm. he sees that much green, he's just going to go. Yeah. Swing route. Yeah. I mean, it looks like our run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks like our linebackers are going to be a pretty important aspect of the game here. Looks to run and. Luckily, that's, that's a, the sideline. It's a strong suit for us. Yeah. Just nothing over the middle, nothing real intermediate, just those mm -hmm. short, wide passes or deep shots downfield. Get the token roll out here and there, but. Mm -hmm. You look comfortable doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Especially rolling out those non-dominant hand, too. Yeah, I think he wants to run. So, this one, quarter more quarterback highlights from Glen Oak. This is just last week, right? Yeah. This is when they only had uh, so many kids dress? I think so. Yeah, look at their sideline. They had like 18 kids suspended or something. I definitely definitely heard that they had a lot less kids. Never heard the reasoning for it. Yeah. Some kind of fight at school and involved somebody on a football team. Mm-hmm. Some they were all there. I don't know how many of them actually would happen, but they didn't let them go. To go. There must have been something. Yeah. Decent throw. Nice little fade there at the back corner. Four again? Yep. So they got two good-looking receivers. Yeah, number four is 6'3". His last name's Foster. Wonder if that is a... Wow, look at this kid go. Any relation. Is that four again? No, that's ten. Yeah, it's ten. ten. Running hard this time. Remember a pretty good football player from McKinley. Last name Foster when we played. Yeah. Tyler, I think. Hmm. Quarterback. B still loves that. Quick stuff. Power blocking with the slant over the middle. Suck up those backers. Make room for your quarterbacks. Over the top. Corner just deciding he wasn't going to cover anymore. Another Cobra Kai celebration that's not flagged. The kid's been quarterback looks pretty good to me. Yeah, starting to. I mean, he's throwing he's throwing enough balls to. Keep you off ganging up on the run. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Hoping. Another kid. Hoping we can get a legal man downfield once or twice this week. That would be Some, Sometimes that quarterback that takes a little long. It? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he looked like an athlete out there. Yeah. The design runs, you know, that can stay. I wonder how much he's going to just actually scramble against us, though. Yeah. Uh, I think our front seven might take that away. Plus, how, yeah. we, how, how we scheme it might also take it away a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the design runs. I mean, they, if they run those, they run those. But it's going to take a punishment throughout the game. But who's this? So, this is uh, their defensive end and left tackle. This is Two-way player. This is green. Okay. Look like quarterback kind of helping with that sack a little bit there. Is it number 21? Yeah, good job getting hands on the mm-hmm. tackle, reading the plays. Okay. 
can't tell if he's just really reading the play in front of him or if he just doesn't come off very hard. Because so, he kind of just stands right up, gets hands on, and then waits. Well, it looks like they're running. They like to run just a base 3-4. Yeah, takes your gap. And, I mean, if they have him two-gap, and then he's doing his job. Right. I'll find out what That's what he's doing. Yeah, that one looked mm. good. Ripped off of it pretty well. Yeah. I don't know. I think he could get pushed around a little bit. He's just anticipating that block. He's supposed to be their best kid. He was one of the uh yeah, better ones highlighted on the nice block. On the scout sheet. So now getting to see him a little bit left tackle. Six three, two eighty. Holy moly. Two eighty. Big boy. Any more inside on defense early, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. That was a block. Yeah, that's the. I think that was the first Jeez, one we showed deal. where quarterback celebrated a little bit early. Oh, he pinned him. You see that all the way? Yeah, he finishes the block. He doesn't. Oh come, yeah. He doesn't come off super strong, but he's he's got it to him there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks pretty good to me. Six three two eighty. I think if he's able to get off the blocks. That's a farm boy right there. Yeah, hard to get around him. Farm boy, I didn't do much. Lake always had them. 5'10", 280-pound tackles. Yeah. I think when he's ripping off the blocks well, like that's when he's at his best. But I, I mean, just, I think he's going to get pushed off the line once or twice. He's doing The way, good, he's, the way he just stands up like that. Well, he's doing a good job holding the point of attack. I mean, he's not getting pushed back I know, but all. he's not playing elite blockers either. Yeah. Not that we have a bunch load of D1 offered offensive linemen, but, you know, we've been going against some pretty good DNs this year. Moore, Eds, mm-hmm. Fitch. But how many of those are two gappers? It's going to be – it's a whole different animal, like the way you have to play them because of how they're playing you. He does do a good job of ripping off when he does it. I'm just saying you well, get he's it. He's a player. You he's get into his chest – I think you get in his chest, you're going to push him out. Huh? So, if they keep him outside, mm-hmm. you're going to have him going against our two smaller tackles, right? Yeah. Sergo and, I mean, one of them guys, 250. Sergo's like he's 230. Yeah, they He's going to be giving him up 50 pounds to him if he's that big. I mean,. They're going to have to come to fight. That's for sure. He's mm-hmm. a player. Yes, sir. So with that, we'll uh, get on out of film room, get into a little bit deeper dive preview on McKinley, look at the rest of the roster, check out some local spreads if we got them, answer a couple fan questions, and get out of here, huh? Cool. Sounds like a plan. All right.
Alright, so to dive a little bit deeper into the uh, preview of McKinley, obviously they're sitting at 4-5, and five, dropped the first four straight, but have gone on a tear since. Is that 5-4? and four? Yeah. Y- you get it. Okay. So, beat Green, 41-19, Hoover, 42-9, Lake, 36-26, uh, Jackson, 40-23, and Glen Oak, 40-7. Um, you know, Lake sitting at eight and one right now. Hoover at six and three. Everybody else on that, and Jackson mm-hmm. five and four. So, you know, not the greatest competition, but that's for sure. Not the worst possible competition mm, either. Almost, almost, we're getting there. So, <laughs> might not be the worst, but I can't think of another one. Yeah, exactly. The Lake schedule is probably worse. Um. So with that, Rob, you want to roll through the roster real quick, see what we're looking at? Yeah, so we'll start with uh, their offense. Um, offensive line goes 6'3", 280, 6'3", 310, 5'11", 240, 6'3", 240, 6'3", 250. So pretty good-sized line. Uh, I mean, the left guard is kind of an anomaly at 310, but uh, everyone else, 240, 240, 250, 280. Decent-sized line. Um, I mean, it's kind of like what you would expect with them. So, uh, running backs, uh, they got a they got a good running back. We've seen uh, six foot two hundred, and then they also have uh, a few other guys that they'll mix in as well. But it seems like their offense kind of runs through that running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the receivers we've talked about a little bit. Uh, number ten is their best player uh, on the outside, six four two hundred. Just all around good athlete, good player. Number four, uh, Trishawn Foster, six three one eighty. They have another receiver that's six two one ninety. So six four six three six two. So they definitely got a little bit of height out there. Not the greatest matchup for our personnel, but uh, you know there's a lot more to it than just height. Uh, quarterback's a junior, six foot one seventy. Uh, we've seen him make some good throws. We've seen him run around some. So decent playmaker. Uh, I think this is the kid from Louisville. I was going to say, we saw two quarterbacks in the game last year, so this isn't either one of those. And, well, he might have been there last year also. I don't remember. Um, But if you go back a couple of years, there was a freshman quarterback for Louisville that Maslin won the game, but it was a really close game. Mm-hmm. And the freshman for Louisville was, like, pretty good a dude <laughs> he was noticeably good for being a freshman yeah um yes yeah, so, i mean we saw him I mean, I, the film helps break down a little bit of what we're talking about right now you can kind of see the playmakers you can see how the quarterback can make some throws run around a little bit uh offense line we didn't really notice anything bad about them in their highlights so it looks yeah. like they get the job done nothing really stuck out either way yeah Mm-mm. so decent sized line so that's uh, kind of what you expect to get from them on the defense side of the ball uh, 6'3", 280, the guy that we were just talking about, 6'3", 250, 6'3", 215. So the size does kind of dwindle off a little bit uh, from their three-man front. Linebackers go 6'2", 190, 5'9", 215, 6'205", 6'1", 185. So a decent athletically sized linebacking core there. Uh, in the secondary, their safeties are 6'1", 180, 6'1", 170. Corners 5'11", 180, 6'3", 180. Uh, that's the Foster kid that's also a receiver. So looks like they do have a couple of guys that go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
really athletic and, uh, you know, have the potential to make a lot of big plays. Linebackers seem to kind of drop well, get into their zones, and they make the plays when presented to them. So I, I think the film is going to speak a lot more to it than what we can off of paper. But uh, that gives you kind of a sense of their size based on what we just watched. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have much else to add. They, I don't know of many true three four teams that we've played so this would be a little bit different of a defense than we've had to uh, attack before offensively coach b is still over there running the show it's you know we i played for him and then we've been playing him since he got over there about five years ago at this point i think probably so it's nothing different we haven't seen from that side of the ball just different players but that's Mm -hmm. how high school goes yeah they look like uh to me, uh, at least from the tape we've seen here, is he gets the ball out quick. You know, even if it's a deep throw, mm-hmm. it's a catch and throw, or it's out on the perimeter getting the ball yeah. out quick. Now, we really, we've seen some runs with the back, but uh, quarterback might be the key gig here. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he seemed pretty. You know, it's going to be hard to get to him, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to want to run against our front yeah i mean uh like we said we didn't see anything bad their offensive line but our defensive guys are they're hard to block i mean Mm -hmm. i don't see them making a living running in there with our front five yeah you know yeah i think they're gonna go in thinking they're gonna throw the ball outside they're gonna try and run it Mm -hmm. but i think they're gonna get them quick throws and then try and get mismatches with their big receivers and our smaller DBs. I mean, that's got to be their plan of attack, I would think. Yeah, with the size of their receivers and how the quarterback has been throwing some of those sideline balls, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a fairly safe chance, you know. Yeah, at, right. at the worst, you're probably not expecting a lot of interceptions from doing that, so high risk or, you know, low risk, high reward plays for them. Right, and um, they just heave it over your head. Yeah, absolutely. You know, once you have to come up to defend that. Mm-hmm. I think they the, don't present challenges, but I, uh, you know, if they run the ball in there, I don't know, ten, twelve times and try and break one, mm-hmm. you know, which is a possibility because they're athletic. But I don't see that see them trying to go into the game and making a living running against us. Yeah, I think that you know McKinley's on a streak right now. They probably have all the confidence in the world. They turned it around from the beginning of the year. Um, and they've been playing a lot better since those early struggles. But at the same time, they, they haven't faced anyone like us. Mm-hmm. You know, going through the Fed is it's a pretty down year for the Federal League. Hoover's not any good. Green's not any good. They lost to Perry early. Who Like, Perry's not very good. But, you know, once again, Kinley's changed since then. Um, Glen Oak's not very good. Uh, so, I mean, their, their schedule hasn't been the toughest thing in the world but that has allowed them to maybe get into rhythm get into sync and gain a lot of confidence and you know going into week 10 that means as much as anything so yeah, you gotta come out there and punch them it'll be interesting to see how they hold up because they're, they're they're not haven't seen anything like the tigers are gonna bring yeah you know what i mean and i'm sure they're gonna have a lot of fight it's gonna be you know it's not gonna be pretty out there <laughs> it's going to be physical, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but we'll see how they can hold up because this tape, they look like they got enough players to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just uh, like you say, the competition might make them look a little bit better here too. 
I think the only other takeaway I can really add is, you know, we talk about they haven't seen a defense like ours. I didn't really notice much uh, blitzing from the opponents either, and that's something we've mm-hmm. made a living on on mm-hmm. defense this year. The, mm-hmm. the quarterback said not that he's needed time to sit back in the pocket because he seems pretty, like you said, he's real decisive with it. He'll mm-hmm. you know take his one, three, five-step drop. Yeah, he's not going to progressions. And yeah, he's if, catching throwing mm-hmm. it. And if he doesn't like what he sees, then he doesn't even play around back there. He just takes off with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and our defense has been very blitz happy this year, pretty antithetical to what we've been in the past. But you know, we're not just running the same blitz every time. It's well, yeah, I, he's he's gonna have a hard time running away from thirty four. Mm-hmm. That's and for sure. Gringo is he's, a player. He's gonna have guys coming at him from every which way. Stuff yeah. that he's not used to seeing, he hasn't seen before. So that's gonna be an interesting match to watch. And then when you do send guys like that, your back end's got to hold up. Yeah. And on paper, at least, there's a size mismatch. So, but yeah. that's not necessarily, you know, corners they can live off being smaller when they're when uh, they got the talent and and you got a rush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've held up so far, so it'll be interesting to see how this game goes. Yeah, I, I expect them to try and throw a lot of those quick, quick outside throws. Yeah. You know, to get the ball, them talented big kids, and not risk. You know, their offensive linemen having to hold up for more than a second or two. You get the ball out. Uh, I think that's just kind of a, you know, one grain they got to go to. You can't do it all the time. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're going to run the ball. I really don't. I'll be surprised if they consistently run it. They Mm -hmm. might pop one. Yeah. And the special teams worries me a little bit. You know, when you're the old coach of me coming out here doing this, (laughs) is you always worry. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of forget how good you are, and you worry about what well, bad can happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that special teams, they look like they were pretty impressive in their returns. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Obviously, special teams is kind of a blind spot for me, but can kind of just general feel of it. I don't know how much it was good special teams play on their part versus bad special teams play by the opponents, and yeah, right. they just have the athletes to take advantage of that. Yeah. So yeah, probably, probably pretty much a little bit of each. You mm-hmm. know, the, uh, yeah. yeah. So the – They definitely – they got that from what you see. They got the best athletes on the field every game we've watched, yeah. and every Federal League game. Mm-hmm. They ain't even close. Yeah. Which really speaks to the first four – I mean, I guess you can chalk off manner, but the other three games they dropped, mm-hmm. who were they playing that they lost them to? Right. Uh but, yeah, with that. Um, that was so long ago, now it don't even matter. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they're on a roll. They're confident. Their kids don't realize the teams they're playing aren't very good. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they play the same teams they play every year in the Federal League. And, you know, it's always been a battle. They'll be ready to play Saturday. Oh, you yeah. Know, we're going to see them at their best. So, with that, uh, we can take a look at some other local teams getting some spread action. So, the way it works, Uncle Joe, is – Rob's gonna. He has a list of some spreads of local teams, a few college teams, a few NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll just read off what they are and off rip. Just pick it. What do you we'll, feel? We'll, we'll make a pick. Huh? Yep. yep. <clears throat> so we're gonna start off with Northwest and their one and a half point favorites going to Canton South. Mm. I uh, interesting game. So, my running bit with this is I don't know a goddamn thing about any other teams in the area. So, 
Uh, Northwest is <coughs> at Northwest Kansas. Is, I think has had a uh, better than anticipated season. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know they beat Norton in the first game. Little Panthers and uh, Norton's in eight and two or oh. something. So they beat them handily the first game. So Kansas South's been kind of like up and down. Yep. Like they're really good, and then they don't play so well, and then they have a couple of really good games, right? Yeah. Canton uh, South were big favorites last week, mm-hmm. and they got beat by like 40. Wow. Oh, Northwest all the way then. Uh, so I, I think I'm Who leading with. Like, I think right? it was like Norway. Does that sound right? Let me scroll back a little bit. Um, oh, that was Dowd. That was Dalton. Oops, Norway. Yeah, Norway. All right, hold on. Canton uh, South was 19-point favorites against Oroville and lost by three. Damn. Wow. Yeah, so Northwest all the way then. Uh, yeah, something had to happen. They're that same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fairless, 28-point favorites at Tusla. Big rivalry uh, game for them. Oof. oof. Uh, it's a lot of points, but Tusla yeah, is pretty down this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with Fairless and give the 28. I see 35 nothing all over that. Yeah, I'm taking Fairless. All right. Uh, here's one you guys should know a lot about. Marion Local is 14-point favorites at Coldwater. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> Coldwater for sure. They got the history. Does the coin they're, flip they're match all, that? Cold water. Always, yeah. Cold, cold water, water matches. Cold water always comes to Tiger Stadium. <laughs> when do we have to play yep. out here? Uh, Lake is 20-point favorites at home against Green. Lake all the way. Green sucks. Green's not great. Yeah. Yeah. 20 points? Probably. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. They haven't clipped Lake against McKinley, man. They couldn't get out of their own way, but... Yeah, but I still think they got to be better. McKinley also embarrassed Green earlier in the year. Uh, Hard to play that bad twice. So. Yeah, yeah. Like Perry minus four at Glen Oak. Glen Oak disappointed me last week. I thought they'd give McKinley a little bit more. Yeah, I thought they were kind of improving as they went along through the season. Glen Oak stayed kind of steady throughout the year. Which yeah. isn't really saying much because they're yeah. where they're at sucked. So yeah, but That'd usually be a good win for them though if they could get this last one. Yeah, usually it's tough to pick the Glen Oak games because like the spreads are like just spot on. It's like yeah, I know they're gonna lose, but are they gonna lose by nine or ten, fourteen mm. or fifteen? Yeah. Like it spreads so close with that one every week. It's tough. You know what? Four points or Perry. I'll take Glen Oak. Yeah, give me Glen Oak to cover. I don't know if I like them straight up, but I'll take them to cover. I think there's some kind of uh, Perry's been fading. Really? That yeah. The last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think there's some kind of percentage out there that we might see Perry week 11 if they lose. Uh, Hoover minus two at Jackson. I'm going to take Jackson. That's yeah. a big rivalry game, right? I think so. I mean, both. Take the home team. Both similar teams. They, they, look impressive they match each team. other pretty well compared to the other fed schools both of them sneaky athletic a lot of coaches kids you know yeah. real gym rats uh yeah give me jackson that's a tough one jackson played perry good but perry's not good hoover's not good jackson played last week. they got beat didn't they um if you told me yes confidently i'd believe you wasn't one of our spreads i don't know it <laughs> Uh, not sure. All right, so here's an interesting one. St. V is going to Walsh Jesuits. And Walsh, Ooh. Walsh minus three. 
Ooh. That is a tough one. St. V gave Hoban a good game. Mm-hmm. Both are having good years. Yeah. Did St. V? That's a tough game. Who's getting points? Walsh, minus three. At home? Yes. That's a tough one. I'm going to take St. V's. Yeah, not to follow you, but I'm thinking I need a dog in here somewhere, so. Go on, St. V. That'll be a good game. It will be a good game. Uh... Another good game. Hoban at St. Ed's. Ooh, Ed's yeah. minus two and a half. Ooh. Go Ed's. I'm thinking Ed's. You know what? I'm taking Hoban. You Hoban? Know, scrappy little program. You know, haven't done much lately. Let's see what they got. Yeah. yeah you got to give them. The up and comers. Yeah. You know? I'm hoping St. Ed's mauls them and <laughs> they lose their first round game in the playoffs. I wouldn't be too mad at that. Wouldn't be mad. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, all right. Akron is going to Kent. Kent minus 18 and a half. Wow. That's a big number. Damn. I'm take- I thought Kent after that. I'm taking Kent. <laughs> after that, uh, first three games they played with yeah. all the thing. and mm-hmm. Played a couple teams tough. I thought, boy, they're going to do good in the match. Yeah, and then they got killed uh, by Toledo last yeah, week. They yeah, they win a match game. That's a big number, man. I'm afraid of that number. I'll go the other way. I would uh, take Akron. I'm taking Kent. Kent. Akron sucks. Go, go Flashers. Yeah, I don't yeah. know much about Akron this year besides they're always, they're they, they're they always stink. Kent's got a good offense. Syracuse at Clemson. Clemson. I'm all over Clemson. Clemson minus 13 and a half. That's it? Holy shit. Yeah, give me Clemson all the way. Syracuse is undefeated. You didn't mm-hmm. pay attention last week, did you? No. Syracuse won and covered. Against, um, Syracuse is ranked right now. I think. Yeah, oh yeah, because they're, like they're undefeated. But who they play? The ACC sucks. Yeah, they haven't played much. Uh, they beat NC State twenty-four to nine. Good for them. I mean, yeah, not NC State. NC eight. They're not quarterback. I don't think. Uh, well, they're not world beaters, but I watched Clemson a couple play. weeks ago. They, like, they're at Clemson too. They ain't going. Yeah. Clemson isn't great. I don't think I like Clemson a lot that one. Sounds like Rob likes Hughes to cover. I kind of like Clemson to not cover. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it's kind of the more of the way. That's nice more of the way I'm looking at it. Clemson isn't great. Uh, all right. Texas is six-point favorites at Oklahoma State. Ooh. Horns up, baby. At Oklahoma State. Mm. I don't know. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State doesn't get blown out. Just got to win I mean, by... they win eight or nine games every year. Yeah. Just got to win by seven. Sneaky, consistent, like, really good team every yeah. year. Texas is good. Texas is good. That quarterback's good. Yeah, and give me Texas. healthy again. Yeah, I like I'll OK agree. State. They're like my shadow team, but... <clears throat> Hilled Oklahoma. Yeah, give me Texas. Seven points. Six. 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 Well, that's a tough one. I'll take Oklahoma State. Keep it close. Kansas State is going to TCU. Ooh. TCU minus three and a half. Ooh. That will be a good game. TCU at home, hard to bet against them. Yep. Horn Frogs. They've been on a heater. Yeah. Mississippi State is going to Bama. Bama following a loss is minus 21. Bama's got some demons exercise. Jeez, 21. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, Bama's going to come out rolling, ain't they? In the eight quarters that Mike Leach has played Bama with Mississippi State, he scored nine points. Wow. So I'm going uh, Bama. Bama. Yeah. I'm I'm going with Bama, too. That's really that's a surprising stat there, hey? Yeah. Nine points in two years for his offenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Saban's got his number. Chip Kelly and UCLA are going to Oregon, where Oregon is favored by six. I Give me the points. I'd be interested to look up the weather for this game. I still yeah. can't get over Oregon just getting mollywopped by Georgia, so give me uh, UCLA. Okay. I think UCLA's rolling. They might have it figured out over there. It's taken three or four years, but I think he might have a foundation. And mm-hmm. He's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. I'd love to see him win. I'll take the points. All right. Ohio State for their big night game against Iowa. They are twenty nine point favorites. That's Man, a lot of points. Number is huge. So Iowa has a good defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No offense. But they have a middle school offense. Yeah. Ohio State pretty much just has to find thirty points somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State's gonna pour it on them. I don't know if Ohio State's in a position where they like really need to though. It's a big night game, like you know what comes naturally, but it's not like Ohio State can lose a game, still get in if they beat Michigan. It's yeah. it's not I like that. We have to prove ourselves game or something. Yeah. Well, I think we're coming off a bye though. They're mm-hmm. gonna be humping. They're gonna be ready. To yeah. Play. Plus that, I, I mean, I know it was five years ago, but Day was there, and I don't think he wants to forget Iowa putting fifty-five points on him. So. I'm taking Ohio State to find the points. Yeah, I think so too. Iowa's offense. Iowa too. Iowa's offense just I don't can't think score. I'd get go to my wallet to play, bet that game. No. If I have to, I'll take Ohio State. Yeah. All right. So, do we want this uh, Madison McKinley line? So, for the Madison McKinley one, Uncle Joe, we have to guess what the line is. Mm. Uh, the game is at Maslin. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Weather is good, sunny, maybe a little cloudy, 69, 70 degrees. Nice. It's a Saturday game. I think... If I was going to bet it, I would be willing to give McKinley 12. 12. 12. Um, I think the worst I saw the spread, and this was right after McKinley just dropped the fourth one, this guy, he does, like, spreads and predictions for every team in Ohio. Oh, my goodness. He had us at – he's a math professor at Worcester, I think. He had us at minus 29. I'm guessing that number has dropped a little bit. Well, that was before they've had their winning streak. Yeah. And yeah. I think I like it, Maslin, minus 19. Fifteen and a half is the line. Fifteen and a half. Fifteen and a half. Wow. See, that's the pessimist in the guild coach here. Yeah. I don't know if I'd give that many. They look like they got some talent to me. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, one big play can destroy a spread. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You start giving eighteen. Those backdoor one, covers are one, a bitch. One yeah. one punt return and yeah. You know, you've got to uh, score five times. <laughs> minus 15 and a half. 
you know what? I mean, I hope we blow them out and then mm-hmm. back my mind the PR, but I'm always... Yeah. This game is, you know... I think... Traditionally, we run against them. It, it has a been. A lot. We've been, like... Which you know, uh, is going to run the clock, Keeps the clock too. going, mm-hmm. yep. It makes that big spread number harder to get to. I am willing it into existence that we just bury these cats. I think we still cover even with that game plan. Yeah, that's the go- uh, that's the I goal. But I would take a one point win. I'll take a forty point win. Yeah, anywhere I, I could see thirty four, forty. Yeah, you know I could yep. see that pretty easily. I mean, yeah, I can. If everything goes according to plan, yeah. It's not a bunch of turnovers or penalties or we don't shoot ourselves in the foot on offense. I don't see them, you know, running up big points on us. If we come out like we did against Eds, and I mean like after we spotted them 14 and then just Mm -hmm. threw it all over the yard and ran it down their throats, Mm -hmm. they can't stop us. We Mm -hmm. score when we want to. Punter might not see the field. And we're really due to have a – Really clicking offensive yep. game, mm-hmm. you know. This would be the I mean, one we haven't we haven't reached our potential yet offensively. Yeah, it's probably a good thing at this point because yeah. we got a lot of season left. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, we a lot of room for improvement. And uh, yeah, I don't know if they can hold up on their defensive and offensive lines. To tell you the truth. So with that, uh, hammer yeah. massing, boys and girls. <laughs> um. So that's all we got for spreads. Move into some uh, Q&As. We didn't get any new questions, but we can still touch on a couple. Uh, This one's been sitting at the front of my mind for a little while, Uncle Joe, so let's get your take on it. You know, it's series has always been back and forth, um, but since 2012 when we beat them twice in the same year, they've beat us one time. Mm-hmm. At what point in the rivalry is it like? Obviously, it's always going to be the rivalry, but at what point is it not going to be what it was? Yeah, yeah, I know it's concerning. Uh, you know, you hate to think that way that it's going to get that lopsided, but you don't want to lose to them either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, we like the way it's been going. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, and uh, I think right now they've got the right guy there. I mean, I think, you know, for what they went through last year, beginning of the season, and him to pull together yeah. and still, you know, do the Federal League. And I thought maybe they'd get off to a better start because of that. I thought they had the right coach that could really has grabbed these kids and maybe could pull some more into the fold and really get something rolling over there. Because there's just so much potential there, but it's it's obviously a tough place to get all that done. Uh, but I think they've shown that they're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're pretty good, you know. That's the other side of the coin. And if we don't stop ourselves and have penalties and drop balls, you know, we're going to be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think we can beat them by three touchdowns. Yeah. And, but it's the McKinley game. You don't know. You never know. You never know. 
So on to the next question. Um, I'm just kind of hijacking a couple that were for my dad's podcast. Mm-hmm. Give us two or three of your most memorable experiences or moments from the rivalry. Wow. Player, coach, fan, anything. Anything. Well, when this game for me comes in, you know, just the whole day. I remember walking out there to start the day at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, first time I walked out in the field. Mm-hmm. And there's hardly anybody there, and the hair in the back of my neck stood up. So, you know, it was, uh, that day was always going to be remembered. And, of course, my senior year, we went on the Hail Mary in the 74 game where they were 9-0. and Yeah. You know, so that's the back of your memory. You can never get too confident. Mm-hmm. You know, they were 9-0, and we were 5-4. and You know, we beat them on the Hail Mary touchdown. Uh, so those two days got to stand out uh the other one would probably be in 91 was my first year here coaching with uh lee owens and we went over there to Fawcett and travis mcguire ran for 300 some yards and uh we just buried them and that that was a lot of fun you know first year here and you know being involved with it again and so i'd say them three M3 days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So kind of answer the next one, too, uh, which the question was favorite game as a fan and as a player. Uh, so, yeah, what was your favorite game as a fan? As a fan? Wow. Probably when Danny was a senior and we went over there to McKinley and beat him. Mm-hmm. they had a really good team and we were 10 and0 and that was a, that was a classic game I think their coach was a senior that year too really Antonio Brown yeah I think he was a senior co-cap same year as Danny damn Felice so uh, but that was a fun game and it, it was a yeah. it was a nail biter mm-hmm. and then at halftime in the second half we pulled away mm-hmm. and then you know, you kind of keep it a little more low-key, tailgating-wise. But do you have any good tailgate stories from tailgate the McKinley game? Tailgate stories. That's usually coaching. <laughs> oh, that's uh, a good, uh, that's a good coach story, too. Here, so, uh, I don't really remember any really good tailgate stories. Uh, you know, pregame parties. I mean, uh, before we got to the stadium, up at your dad's house, <laughs> that was always a good crowd. Yeah. Kind of exciting. Uh, but they all kind of blur together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then last question I got. Um, what is your favorite Maslin-McKinley game tradition? Could be your favorite own. Favorite tradition. Could be your own personal one. Just, you know, shit we do around town, within the team specifically. Favorite one. Favorite one. Hmm. I don't know if I'm that consistent with it. Kind of just roll with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I usually like to go somewhere and get a good breakfast. That's probably uh, the most consistent thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't really have a special thing that I do every time or 
Anything, just make sure I'm ready to go at 2 o'clock. Uh-huh, hey. It's all that matters at the end of the day, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Got to be ready to play. So, I guess with that, um, I don't have anything else. Rob, you got anything? No, I think we covered a lot. Yeah? yeah. It was fun. Appreciate yeah. it. Uncle no, Joe, it's always coming good on, to have yeah. you on. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. you, and welcome back anytime. And with that. Beautiful. Yes, sir. This win what? What we got win? Six more? Uh, yeah, Chris's playoffs can't keep track of it. Yes, yeah, six, six playoff games. I don't want to get ahead of this, though. We yeah. got to beat these guys. We can't look ahead. We got, this is this, we always talk about we got three seasons weeks yeah. one through nine, week 10, and then playoffs. So, yeah. we got we this game coming this up. And then we got. Uh, I think we will. The Tigers are going to come ready to play. And then, and then after Saturday, we got six more. After Saturday, we got six more. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I wish I'd go back to eight so much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, there's going to be teams mm-hmm. at Division One. that are going to be like. Yeah, usually down in like Cincinnati, when they first did this, it was like an 0-10 team going against undefeated Moeller. Yeah. The first I round of the playoffs, right. and it's like, this team doesn't want to do that. They yeah. don't want to play that game. No, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. allow my team to get it. I mean, I remember my senior year, our first week in the playoffs, we blew this team out so bad, I got playing time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, playoff plus. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I you give everybody a chance. but grab, but uh, it's ridiculous. You got to earn something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're 5-5 five and five and you can sneak in, fine. You know, but who wants to be two and eight and go play a team that's nine and one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, can them kids really get excited about that and really yeah. say, "Give me a T-shirt"? Pretty says sure that. I think that like McKinley's going to be hosting a playoff game no matter what. Yeah, um, I think McKinley could have went four and six and still hosted a playoff yeah. game or something like that. Yeah, like I mean, what's, what's, they got home field advantage with a four and six record or. Uh, you got some teams like that where just because of the expanded playoffs, you know, you can be the eighth best team in the region and you have a home game. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, I think. I think it's really sad what it's come to. Everybody gets a trophy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I, my opinions of. Don't make the rules, but. Yep. Got to go out there and win it. It's too long for kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too long of a grind. Mm-hmm. You start two days, first of August now. Yeah. No, they didn't bump up like so then you, allotted practice days. So you just lose you a week. Lose of practice, a week of practice, and the season starts a week earlier, and then it goes so, till Christmas. Yep, just about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's insane. The whole thing should be able to be wrapped up by Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend ought to be the big weekend. You yeah, know? and then I think that was always like Friday and Saturday off. Yeah, it was a one. That was like the final four for us. I think mm-hmm. was yeah. Thanksgiving week. I think if that was a championship weekend, you got Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. to have it. Your attendance is going to go. You're going to get a lot more people come for the weekend. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Let me look at this. But, All right, I appreciate it. It was fun. I'll do it anytime you want. Yes, sir. And with that, uh, go Tigers. Beat McKinley. Beat McKinley. Beat McKinley.